There it is. Alright, moving on. Did the microphone trick I've been a sports fan my entire life because all of my friends are horrible people. Yes, Cam had a very bad game. Can we get that on tape? Get that overrated piece of crap out of this conversation. <laughs> are you sure you want this on tape? That's what I was transitioning <laughs> to. Big time Timmy Jim Chris Sale Bartello Cologne. A lot of tears and a lot of beers. I can't argue with anything you say. Hello and welcome to another episode of Late Night Shots. Topher, Xander, how's it going, buddy? Tired and sore. So, probably just like... Yeah, just like Drew Brees. Are you ready to retire? Yes, yes I am. But are you actually going to retire? Yep, I'm out. Couldn't even make it to 42? Right? Is that how old Brees is? 42? I think so. He cheated, though. He got a new shoulder halfway through. Yeah. Even though that's been like... 16 years? Something like that? 15 years? Yeah, it's been quite a while. Right? Although he hasn't declared retired yet. It's crazy that the guy they drafted to replace him just retired. <laughs> and he hasn't declared it yet. That's what he's yeah. waiting for. Yeah, probably. Or All he's right. waiting to see if Brady retires. Oh, because he just wants to outlast him. Yeah, see, I gotta keep my stats above his, and if he keeps playing, I gotta keep playing. Yeah. Well... One guy who's not going to last as long as Brady, at least on his current team, from what it sounds like, is Deshaun Watson. And that's the mulligan. It's how the Texans have treated Deshaun Watson. And that whole team. The whole, Yeah, the whole team in general. Like, back when the Dwayne Brown trade happened and trading for Tunsil and all this stuff. It's like, okay, it makes sense. You win right now. Yeah. But down the line, like you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, you have you had, they had such good players. Like yeah. their team was good. People predicted playoffs and everything, and now they're just like they have Watt, and they have Watson. They got Cook. Yeah, that's not a good great thing. He's a thousand yard receiver. Yeah, but can he stay healthy? He's a thousand yard receiver this year. It's <laughs> healthy enough. Uh, well, at least they can use all their draft picks. I mean, oh, wait. No, they can't. Oh, they, they don't have any. They can get a bunch. They could get a bunch. They should trade everyone. They should. They should. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Except for Cooks, because he said he's not going anywhere. I don't know if he has that power. But... Yeah, I don't think he has that power. Yeah. But they should trade him, too. So, what makes it a lot worse, to me at least, is supposedly they told Watson he would be involved with the new GM decision... And the head coach decision and all this stuff. Yeah. And then they didn't involve him. Yeah, they continue to lie to him, it sounds like. That's like the worst thing you could do. No, no, there's probably worse. Well, <laughs> that's the worst realistic thing you could do. Yeah. Like, you could stab the guy. That'd be worse, <laughs> obviously. But, like, it'd be, it wouldn't be as bad if they had just told the public they were going to involve Watson and then they didn't. Yeah. But to tell your franchise player... You will be involved and then not listen to his input yeah. and go against what he said and not involve him. Makes no sense, but they'll probably trade him soon enough. They should trade him. Like he's, He doesn't want to play for you. Your team's terrible. Yeah. There's no point in keeping him. No. I mean, there's three places where you could get a quarterback whether you think they're good or not, and a bunch of picks. Like, you could get Tua in picks. Yeah. You could get Darnold in a bunch of picks. Yeah. You could get Bridgewater in a bunch of picks. Bridgewater sent a three-year deal, so he's got oh, two yeah. left. Like, what did he sign? Yeah, three years. So. It's like three for 54. That, that'd be like, like, there's decent deals out there they, for him. They have a team that could support a good quarterback. Yeah. Or a top quarterback. Yeah. One. But even, like, the Bridgewater one would be makes sense because you could the two years left on his deal, you get all these picks, you build the team up while staying relevant so people want to come there. Yeah. And yeah. then you're good when you and get you a quarterback. Get a veteran. Yeah. But they're the Texans, so they're not gonna do that. No, they'll keep him. They'll leave or retire. <laughs> Just he's like, trade me or I'm pulling an Andrew Luck and I will retire. Well then he just signed a big contract. Yeah, he signed like a four for 170-something. So he's not going to retire because that's a whole lot of money. Yeah. Four for 156. Okay. 
crazy. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing he didn't sign that 10-year deal like Mahomes. <laughs> 10 for 450? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Uh, Mahomes deal was 10 for 503. That's so much money. Yeah. How is that even portable? Because if you're ex- the thing was, if you're expecting the salary cap to rise, was he signed before COVID? Yes. So if you're expecting <laughs> the salary cap to rise at the same rate and you're taking the average value of top five quarterbacks, he would actually be underpaid over the length of the contract? Well, he signed it at a good time. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think six months later it was... <laughs> Not looking great. Not great, Bob. You know what else isn't great? Anything the Texans have done. And that's why they get the mulligan for this week. I don't think it's the first. I'm not going to bet you on that one because I think you're right. <laughs> uh, if you want to take advantage of your mulligan, maybe you like to use more than one like the Texans are probably going to do. I don't know if it's going to be one a hole, but maybe they will end up using 18. Uh, head to Homestead. You can get 18 holes in a cart during the week for $25, bucks, $35 on the weekend. It's a great deal if you can manage to get out there when it's not too wet. Uh, they're in the midst of their par three series. All the two-man events are done. The next one coming up is January 30th. It is a one-man scramble. So you hit your tee shot. You like it. You get two putts. Hit your tee shot. You don't like it. You can hit again because it's a scramble. So you get an extra shot per shot, or you can bank them and have extra at the end of the hole. I think I understood that. So really, if you hit your tee shot and you like it, you actually get three putts because you have that banked one. And then your other one, and your oh, normal one. Yeah, because it's all par three. Yeah. That's what yeah. happens on the par fives. <laughs> you get lots of looks at Eagle <laughs> if you get them. Uh, yeah. So call into Homestead, get signed up for that. There's some nice prizes, store credit. So make sure to head to Homestead for all your golfing needs. All right. So we haven't recorded in a while due to unforeseen circumstances. Probably the best way to say it. But we're back. That's right. Who wanted to talk about all the playoff games anyway? Go out the finals. Yeah. I want that early round stuff where teams lose. We didn't talk about it, so it didn't happen. (laughs) It did not happen. This is like Landon in week three. Just didn't happen. It didn't happen. That's a nice little throwback right there. (laughs) So, uh, first game. What was the first game? The the Chiefs-Bills game was the first game, right? No. No? Was that the afternoon game? Yeah. Or the evening game? Okay. So Bucks-Packers was the first game. And it was a close game pretty much the whole time. It was a good game. But some really weird things happened in the game. A little bit. The one that was the weirdest to me was the end of the first half. So there are about 10 seconds left. Somewhere in there. I don't know. I missed the last like minute of the first half. Okay. So I didn't so, get to see it. Fourth and one. Bucks are around midfield. They come out to punt. They call timeout. Then the Packers call timeout. Bucks go for it, get it, call timeout, or we're out of bounds or something. The clock stopped. And then for some reason, the Packers aren't in prevent defense. Like, I would much rather give up the little 10 yard out and have them kick a 50 some yard attempt at Lambeau. In January? Yeah. Then be playing like cover three deep, I think is what they were in. But so you're still your corners in man coverage mm-hmm. with no one behind him. Play yeah. prevent. Yeah. Some kind of prevent. You don't have to go super prevent, but, yeah, but you, still, you don't want him over top. But still, do the prevent where it's your th- like in Madden, where it's the three, like the dime prevent or whatever. Three deep. With the guys still in that mid zone who run with the guys. Yeah. So that way, if they try and do the out, you're there. Yeah. And then if they try to go deep, well, there's someone over top. Yeah. But no, that doesn't happen. Brady drops a dime, touchdown. So you have that crazy play that gives the Bucks a touchdown. And then on the one of the Packers' first drives, Devontae Adams drops a touchdown pass, an easy one. And they end up kicking a field goal there. Right? Uh, did he drop it or did he just I, get the, the last foot down? There was, there was one where I saw where he couldn't get the foot down. They had to kick a field goal. No, that was the same 
drive because that one he like caught it by the goalpost. Yeah, I think it was the first play of that uh, series. series of downs. Okay. So like first and goal or for whatever it was, and he dropped it. And then they tried to go back to him again on that funky little like swing route to him or like yeah. really shallow cross. And then they went to him underneath the goalpost and he was out of bounds. Which I don't know if that was a bad route by him or a bad throw by Rodgers, but it just seemed like well, someone wasn't in the right place. Yeah, or both. Yeah, like he when he caught the ball, he was out of bounds already. Yeah, so so I don't know, but right. so he drops the touchdown. So and then they kick the field goal. So essentially 11 point swing. Yeah. Right? So say only one of the things happens where the Bucks don't score or the Packers score. So that turns it into a tie game at the end of the game pretty much instead of the five points. Well, on the drive where they kick the field goal at the end instead of going for it. That's what I was going to get into next. Yeah. There it is. A little worried it was going to explode after knocking it over earlier, so I went a little slow on that one. <laughs> yeah, we watched. It was the third down play. Third and goal from the third eight? And, yeah, somewhere in there. One where Rodgers was rolling out to the right. And it, it looked like a wide open lane. Wide open. We were like yelling, "What? Are you, why, why did you run? It's Rodgers. He came into the season having done a bunch of leg workouts to be stronger and quicker again. Like, even if you don't get it, then I can understand going for it on fourth down. Because if he runs that, he's getting worst close. case scenario is he's at the three-yard line. Yeah, that's got to be worst case. I would think he could get farther. Yeah, it was like it shows him pretty much in between the eight and the ten. I think Brady yeah. might have even made it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Because no one even looked like they were going to go for him. No, because they were too worried about double covering the receivers. Which both guys that were on the goal line, it was Adams is who he threw it to. And then someone else was to the right of Adams. Or to the top side of the screen. That guy looked like he was also double covered. Or at least had two people in the area. Yeah. It's like, neither one of them are open at all. No, it's a run. The only thing I could think of is because he was on the eight, those guys were in the end zone, the five yards is passed. Maybe he's thinking, Adams is getting like manhandled right here. If I throw this, it's either illegal contact or pass interference. Yeah, but they weren't calling it all game. Right. So maybe that's what he was thinking. Maybe that's why he threw it. Maybe it's just that Aaron Rodgers sucks in NFC Championship games. Maybe he was afraid of getting hurt. I think he's one in four in NFC Championship games now. So I was thinking in championship games to go to the Super Bowl, Rodgers is one in four. Brady is ten and four. So close, just one. one just a decimal one. point. Yeah, right. Decimal. <laughs> I was thinking it's like one point oh, one oh point. It's a big difference though. <laughs> That's probably why they went. They kicked the field goal because they're like, doesn't want to win. Didn't even try. But, <laughs> so he throws it. They don't get it. Now it's fourth and goal from the eight. You're down by eight. Why would you kick a field goal to go down by five? The math doesn't add up. Yeah, it wasn't the best choice, I don't think. But. You're inside three minutes. You have all your timeouts left. So to me, when you kick that field goal... You're thinking that you're going to let Kansas City drive down to the 20 and kick a field goal, and you'll get the ball back. Like, that's what you're assuming you do, right? Why Why else would you kick the field goal? Because if you think you're just going to stop them, you go for it. Uh, I'm thinking they think they're going to stop them, and then they're going to go down and score. Touch. They'll win it. I don't know. I don't. I but didn't quite what, like the call. That's thing. Why kick the field goal then? Because they didn't want to. They wanted to win. Now, why kick the field goal? <laughs> I then? don't know. I'm trying to logic, but I don't agree with it either. The other thing is, I you're understand. You're on the eight. So kicking the field goal, Kansas City gets the ball at the twenty-five. 
pretty much because everyone kicks it out of bounds or you kick it short and they get to the 25 anyway. Wouldn't you rather have them start inside the 10? Just that added pressure of being close to the goal line. Yeah. It's a longer, lot longer field. To kick a field goal, now you have to go 65 yards instead of 40 yards, or 45 yards or whatever. It doesn't make any it sense. Did not. It didn't make sense. It was a bad decision. And I don't understand why. But I tried. I tried. Yeah. It's one of those things. The more you think about it, the more your brain hurts. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. But to me, more than those three occurrences, the Rodgers not running, the Brady touchdown, the Adams drop, Brady throws three picks. The Packers only score six points off the three picks. Yeah. That's unacceptable. You're the Packers. You have a great offense. You should be scoring at least nine. Well, I can give them one. One was kind of down towards the end uh, in the goal line or red zone area for uh, the Bucks. Okay. So they would have been – it's a full – You got to go the full field. Yeah. So that one I can – but one of them was midfield. Yeah. They should have done more with it. No, they should have done more with it. I want to say one of them, they gave it right back. And that's maybe why. That's part of it. They might uh, might have fumbled. Yeah, Yeah, because they were having fumbling problems. Yeah, because the Bucks had two and they got 14. Yeah. I do think a big difference maker in the game was having Vita Vea back. Yeah, he's a beast. Because he's a top 10 defensive tackle in the NFL. And no one wanted him. Wasn't, well, wasn't he the one that kept getting? No, no. You're thinking of Danny Shelton. Shelton. Yeah. Both big guys from Washington. Yeah. yeah. Now Vita Vea went like number yeah, yeah. ten or yeah. something on the draft. Yeah. Shelton was like a third rounder. Yeah. Never mind. Mixed them up. <laughs> so Bucks thirty one, Packers twenty six. Brady heads to his tenth Super Bowl. Saw a stat that Brady is more likely to go to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make a three pointer. It's like 10 of 21, and Curry's like just percentage points behind that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's more likely to go to a Super Bowl than any baseball player is likely to get a hit. Oh, yeah. Easy. Just saying it that way just sounds weird. Did you see the uh, Super Bowl appearances? It's oh, wow. the Patriots with 11 or whatever. Or no, maybe it was... Or Steelers with a, someone. Someone has eleven. Brady has ten, and then it's the rest of the other teams behind him. <laughs> All but one team has less Super Bowl appearances than Brady. It's insane. Yeah. But someone who could possibly be challenging it is Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, because what, what's his average? Better than oh, Brady's. <laughs> you're right. It's <laughs> two two for three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. The Chiefs, this game was more of a blowout than it looked at 38-24. Yeah. Because it was 9-3, to the Bills were up. Or, it was 9-3, to the Bills were up because, uh, is Hardman or Pringle the punt returner? Hardman? Hardman, I think, yeah. Hardman, he's lining up at like the 10 to catch a punt. But he takes his eyes off it for a while and looks at the defenders, and he looks back up, and you can tell he doesn't really know where the ball is. Muffs it. Bills get it. They punch it in for the touchdown. It's 9-3 to because they missed the extra point. So they've now kicked a 51-yard field goal, I think, and scored a two-yard touchdown drive. And then all of a sudden, it's 24-9. to Chiefs just bang, 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 like they've done – in years past in the playoffs, whether it was Tennessee or Houston last year, they did it to both of them, right? Yeah. Just boom, scored a ton of points real quick. The game wasn't close. Right? No, not really close at all. Oh, no, it was 9 nothing. Sorry, 9 nothing. And then it was 21-9. to They kicked a field goal. It's 21-12, but it's not... 
it's 21-12. It's nine points. It's not close. It yeah. doesn't feel close at all. No, and they, yeah, then they got a 38-15. Yeah. It's like, okay. The game was over. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen had an okay game. He only averaged six yards per attempt. He was their leading rusher, seven for 88. They couldn't do anything on the ground. Buffalo couldn't. Between Singletary, Yeldon, and McKenzie, they were 11 for 41. Just not yeah, a lot. Not too good. No. Um, oh, it sounded like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was healthy for the Chiefs. At least they suited him up, so you figured he was healthy. He goes six for seven. And Daryl Williams is the leading rusher. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Yeah. But he ran a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now who else did a lot? Kelsey. Kelsey's a monster. Yes, he is. 13 for 118 and two touchdowns. Yeah, Hill too. 9-172. Hill probably had the play of the game, right? That crazy reception. He made like eight guys miss. That's what he does every time. <laughs> and then he actually gets caught. So he goes from what the... 26 to the 3, because it said 71 yards. But he gets caught because he's weaving in and out of so many people and like trying to <laughs> like sit behind blocks to get there. He got chased down. So much for that speed. <laughs> oh. It would be interesting to see that little stat cast thing that shows like how far a guy runs. I bet it was over like 120 yards. Oh, yeah. Of just like bouncing in and out and running around. Cole Beasley did pretty good. For playing on a broken leg? Is that what it was? Um, I don't remember. Cole Beasley. Broken fibula. Yeah. So if you should get him in fantasy, definitely. Somebody wants to trade for him. Let's just say, do you have him and are you trying to get rid of him? Yes, I'm trying to trade him yeah. somewhat. <laughs> Man, he's a little fella. 5'8". Yeah, but he did good. He's hardcore, though. Yeah. So, Chiefs took care of business. Like, even when it was 9 nothing, you're not worried, especially knowing that they had the what, 17 nothing deficit. Is that what it was? Or was it 21 nothing? How big was the deficit last year against the Texans? 17 or 21. <laughs> it was one of those two, I believe. Uh, fourth largest comeback in postseason history. I'm pulling it up right now. They were they were down 24 points. 24. Houston raced out to an enormous lead, scoring 24 unanswered points to begin the game. Hmm. You know what makes that worse? Houston was up 24 nothing, and then they got outscored 51 to seven. Yeah. It's like when you play Madden against somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, and then they start to get cocky. So you're like, no, 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 and you put them in their place. So, was that another Morgan for uh, Houston back then? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> One year anniversary of the Texans Mulligan. <laughs> oh, Houston. You're so dumb. So, Super Bowl is going to be Chiefs, Bucks. But we can talk about that next week since the game's not until the 7th. Yeah, I think that's right. 7th. So we'll do our big Super Bowl preview, maybe some prop bets, random things. Landon should be back for that. Better be. That's right. <laughs> if not, I'm going to steal his new car and take it over here. Do it. Do it. Do it. Such a good movie. <laughs> All right. So we talked about football, but now we want to kind of do some baseball talk. Um, it seems like finally over the last week, maybe, baseball's picking up a little bit. Yeah, about a month late, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. But what? Pitchers and catchers report in like what ten days? Maybe I don't even know when they're reporting. Well, they might postpone that too. Yeah. Who knows? When do pitchers and catchers report in twenty twenty one? Oh, February seventeenth. So not for oh. another twenty days. Why are they worried about postponing it? I don't know. Because they're they can't even agree on if there's they don't know if there's going to be a DH next year in that National League. Have a DH. Let's get, get on with it. Did you hear that both the players' union and the owners want a DH? Then why don't they have Because the offer they keep giving to the other side has things in it that the other side doesn't want. Oh, so it's so like... So they won't agree on it. So it's like the government. 
Boom, got it in one. Can't you just deal with the super simple thing that you both want and deal with everything else later? No, because if you're going to pass a stimulus check, you have to tell people they have to give up all their F- or UFO stuff, too. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. We want DH, but we also want unlimited sunflower seeds. So like, Those don't have anything to do with each other. So they're like a kid with ADD or whatever. Yeah, ADD. It's like, I want this. Ooh, a butterfly. Ooh, what's that? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like arguing with your kid for like dessert. Can I have a piece of candy and play a game and have 17 pieces of candy? No. Can I have a piece of candy, play a game at 16? <laughs> and a kitty. It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't keep asking for more things. What is this, a Van Dyken trade offer? <sighs> Josh? Probably. Yeah. I actually made your brother stop offering me trades. Did you do that? Yes, what it would take, and he had asked for Luca, so I said Giannis and Bueller and something else, maybe. At least that, and he stopped asking. Yeah, that's been, he's pretty much one of the big untradables. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade Luca. Like you would have to blow me out of the water. Yeah, that's like, oh, I want him. Oh, he's on your team. Never mind. Yeah. I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, not gonna happen. There's right. a few guys. Yeah, back to baseball. You don't need to hear about our fantasy league. Unless you want to, then let us know, and we'll talk about it for hours. Podcast. Yeah, we'll do a whole podcast on our legal leagues. It's interesting. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe people would be interested in that. Maybe. Yeah. And then you get all confused with people thinking it's League of Legends. And... There you go. Well, maybe we'll do a separate podcast on that. Could do it. But for now, let's talk baseball. I think... There's kind of like a three-way tie between who's been most active. Let's say which which of the three teams we want to talk about. Let's go with stuff. <laughs> let's go with the Padres because we've already covered a couple other things that they've done. They traded for Darvish. They traded for Snell. We covered both those. They uh, signed uh, the Korean guy. Kim. Kim is that what it is? I can't remember. Ha Sung Kim. Probably something. I feel bad because I can't remember his name. I don't want to just start piecing things together i'm also getting it confused with a bunch of the golf guys who have like (laughs) the three names or the hyphenated names um but he's kind of their new second baseman ish so they got snell they got darvish they got him uh then they re-signed profar ha sung kim ha sung kim so we we were right yeah okay and then they re-signed profar which is he playing First base outfield? I think he's a utility. I don't know if he has a set spot right now. I don't, it just seems like they have some weird abundances of players. Because Kim's at second. Um, but the, he can play kind of anywhere, too. Kim? Yeah. he's gonna be He was more of a second short guy, though. Maybe I, a little outfield. I think play, yeah, but they but, also have a full outfield. Yeah, they can have a... A little bit of everything. Because then they also have the guy who was second or third in Rookie of the Year voting, who was their second baseman last year. Let's see. You looking at their depth chart? I was looking at profile where he played last year. Yeah, outfield, uh, left field, and second base. Mostly outfield. Okay, I think it is. I think it's Jake Cronenworth. But he played right, left, first, center. So he plays everywhere. Which Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jake Cronenworth. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the guy. Born in. Old rookie, but is that it then? Yeah, I think it's Cronenworth. Yeah. Second or third in rookie of the year to the Brewers reliever who didn't give up a run. Yeah. Like 26 innings and no runs or something crazy. Um, so they kind of have an abundance because you know, shortstop and third, that ain't changing for. A long time. No, but you got to have someone that can play there. Yeah, for days off. Days and, off. Yeah. So it seems like they still have an extra guy. So I don't know if they're going to package him and a pitcher for another pitcher. Maybe. they keep. Well, maybe they want to bring up Kim Slow. Could be, but... Different country and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they are just going to kind of do rotations with Kim and Cronenworth and Profar and... Keep maybe Brescia's... Uh, most didn't get that much playing last year, so. Who's? They have Will Myers, and they have 
Who's the other guy? Uh, who's their first baseman? I just had it up. Is Will Myers their first baseman? Um, Hosmer. Hosmer. Okay, thank yeah, you. It's like no, he plays for some, but no. Yeah. I was thinking maybe they take. Did he sign those guys? I was trying to maybe they take like Profar and Myers and do like a salary dump with both of them somewhere and pick up young guys. But it'd I don't be know. a good time to trade Myers. He had a good year. Yeah. But the reason we went to the Padres is because they traded for another pitcher and they got Joe Musgrove from the Pirates. He's actually a pretty darn good pitcher. Musgrove? Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of under the radar. Yeah. Like, his stats aren't great. But part of that's being on the Pirates. That too. They had four wins last year. Okay, it wasn't that bad, but... Yeah, they might have only had four. <laughs> was it, there was a, it was a 62-game season. I want to say they had 17 wins. They were like 17 and 45. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I was listening to a MLB podcast guy who said he would not be surprised if Musgrove got Cy Young votes this year. As a Padres pitcher. Yeah, he's only 28. They have a good team. Yeah. So he's in his prime. In a pitcher's park. Yeah. And he's the number four. I mean, yeah, he had a... So he's not going to get matched up with aces. He had a really good year. Yeah. So. Because you still have... You have Darvish, Snell, Paddock, Musgrove. Uh, Clevenger's hurt. Clevenger's going to come back next year. Yeah, next year. I have one other guy too, but no, I haven't found it. Nineteen so, wins. Yeah. So they have a. Oh, I was off by two. All right, whatever. <laughs> uh, they did have to give up Luchesi, Luchesi. I think I don't yeah. know how to say it. He goes to the Mets, and the Pirates get a combined four prospects out of the trade. That's kind of what they've done though with the other trades too. Yep. Not big name, just give me everyone. Yeah, give me a bunch of people and let's see what happens. But you know who they probably wish they still had and that they don't have now? That they never made the Chris Archer trade? Oh. Because that was terrible. That was a terrible trade. I wouldn't have given up one of those guys for Chris Archer. Well, no. maybe. No, maybe have. then? Yeah, probably not. Because they were both at that time young and good still. It was Glasnow and Meadows? Yeah. Right? Yeah, no. I don't understand that. No, it's like... He's good. He's young. He's good. But why would they're both controllable too? Like, it's like when you send someone a trade offer, just because you're kind of being a jerk, and you're like, I want to see if they respond. Oh, they accepted it. <laughs> Kamesh, can you put that through? Put that through, please. Before everyone in the league goes, WTF just happened. Yes, that's yeah. how I felt on that trade too. Um, it wasn't the only pitching prospect that the Pirates got rid of. They also sent. Jameson Tyone just figured out that's how you say his last name. I always thought it was Italian. That's how I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Uh, it's Tyone, I guess. Uh, Italian. Yeah. Jameson Italian. <laughs> uh, he's now on the Yankees, and the Pirates get four prospects. Four. Not another top ten, I believe. See, Tyone's had a very, very odd career. He's got talent. But he's had two Tommy Johns. And he had the testicular cancer or whatever. Yes, that too. Like, So let's see if we can go through it here. Uh, 2014, Tommy John. Sports hernia in 2015. Uh, testicular cancer in 2017. And then uh, 2019, blows out his arm again. That made him miss all of 2020. And he'll that, be half of this year too, probably? Uh, or no. Part of it? No, because he... When uh, was it? August 2nd, 2019. So he's going to be back in five. Oh, okay. Because it will have been 18 months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 18 months. So he should be fine. But he's going to be 28? No, he's 29 now. So he's kind of out of... He's not a prospect anymore. He's not a prospect, but he's still got lots of... Yeah. Miles, lots of miles on his arm, but... It's hard to tell with the two yeah. Tommy Johnson. On the shoulder, it should be fine still. He could have 10 years left in that arm because maybe he has the arm of a 24-year-old. Like he doesn't have a lot of innings. Yeah. Oh. I don't, he's been good 
in the majors so far, 29 and 24 with a 367. For everything he's gone through, being on the Pirates. Yeah, Pirates. Being on the Pirates, yeah. too. If he could stay healthy, that'd be... So, the Yankees add him to their rotation. And then they go and sign Kluber to a 1-for-11. And it looks like Kluber's healthy again. Or the closest he's been to being healthy since he left Cleveland. Because I guess at his... Uh, not pro day. What do you call it when a guy, hold, like a scouting workout? His showcase. Showcase. That's the word. At Kluber's showcase, there was a ton of teams there, and I guess he was sitting low nineties already. That's pretty good for a for an old veteran guy. Yeah, and that was like he's not ramped up all the way. Yeah. And last year, before he got hurt, he was sitting like high eighties. So he's already improved on that, and he's not warmed up yet. Yeah. So you got to think he's going to be back to that 93, 95 range. Yeah, 92, 93 at least. Which a lot of these guys getting to that 93, 95 range gets you all that extra movement on your other pitches. Yeah. Because the change up at – It raises all of them up yeah. a little. Yeah. Like the sinker at 89 moves a lot more than the sinker at 85. That 89 sinker is tough. Yeah. 85. You can Goodbye. <laughs> do stuff to that. Yeah. It's the difference between a ground out of the second baseman and the second baseman and the right field are both turning and looking backwards. <laughs> oh, there that goes. Um, so they got Kluber, and then they signed LeMahieu. Uh, LeMahieu became was it the second guy in history to win a batting title in both leagues. Is that what I saw? I think so. I think I saw that too. Say what you want about last season, being short, shouldn't count, whatever. He still did it. He was still the best hitter in base in the American League, batting average-wise, last year. Yeah, if someone else did better, he should have done it. Yeah. 60 games is a decent sample size. Um, I don't think it's small enough to throw it out. No, but it's not big enough for you. Like, he's the greatest hitter in yeah. the league. Like, I was just doing a thing on John Oliver today, earlier. Uh, the year with the Blue Jays, it was like 93 into August, he was hitting 400. Someone could have done that last year and hit like 415. It's happened before yeah. where guys hit 400 through July or August. Yeah, usually someone's kind of close. Yeah, and then they fall off towards the end of the year because pitchers pitch around them or they get tired or things just don't go their way. Yeah. What a slump. Yeah. So maybe LeMahieu would have hit 250 the rest of the year and finished at 280-something. Maybe he would have hit 340 the rest of the year and finished at 350-something. Yeah. Just don't just know. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Lately, he's shown that he's a great hitter. Um, he's got enough pop to make it count in Yankee Stadium. So, 6 for 90 actually seems like a decent deal for the Yankees. Yeah, I don't know how old he Looking that is. up right now. <laughs> I think he's, he's been around a while. 30? 32. Okay, so... That's not bad. For a middle infielder, though, to play till he's 38, that's probably not that that's bad. Not at second bad. base. And he's not a speed guy. And he yeah. Seems to be. The bigger body guy, the power should hold up. He's, yeah, especially Yankee Stadium because he's hitting right yeah. into that corner. Yeah. And then the Yankees signed Darren O'Day. My favorite guy, obviously. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not anymore, he's not. No. But then also, for just the second time in Brian Cashman's history as the GM of the Yankees, going back to 96 or something like that, it was right around the time yeah. like Jeter and Rivera and all those guys showed up. They made a trade with the Red Sox, but it was odd because it was a dump. Yeah, they're just getting rid of money. They got rid of a, a real prospect in Frank Germain, or German, I don't know how to say it. Herman. Herm the German. <laughs> uh, they send him and Adovino to the Red Sox with cash for a player to be named later or cash. So this is a straight salary dump. Yeah. Like, oh. And like you're having to get this is NBA style. Yes, it is. Or Houston? 
Yeah, that too. Good. Yeah, yeah, that was Houston too. <laughs> right back to Houston. Everything come uh, back. <laughs> um, I don't. I really like this for Boston. Yeah. Like worst case is you have Ottavino and he sits in your bullpen and he doesn't do great. And this he, prospect doesn't do great. Did he do good last year? No, he was bad last year. But the year before he was good. The year before he was dominant. So maybe it's a short season thing. I I would go with that. Yeah. Especially for a reliever. And that's the thing. It's worth taking the chance, right? Yeah, especially on a reliever where they don't pitch that much anyway. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, he started bad. He's a 10 ERA. Well, he's pitched 10 games. Yeah. 10 innings. Yeah, I like it. Sounds like you like it, too. Yeah. Uh, We'll stay in the division, and we'll move over to the team that's probably done. Well, they have done the most, right? The Blue Jays? Yeah. Recently, yes. They kind of. I don't know if the level of what they've done equals what the Padres have done, but it just seems like the Jays are in the news the most. Yeah. Right? So the biggest thing they've done, they signed Springer to six for 150. That's a lot. Yeah. I think that's too much for him. It sounds like the next closest offer for Springer was like a six for 120-ish. And they're giving him six for one fifty. Six for one fifty. Has he won a batting title in two leagues? <laughs> nope. Okay. Well then. I yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if it. I haven't seen the, the setup for the contract, but I was wondering if maybe it's very front loaded because the Blue Jays have all these guys at the beginning of their um, service time. So if you front load it. To use space that's there, obviously, but no, it's not. It's pretty even, so never mind. I don't know. Um, so they signed him for six for one fifty. In that same day, or maybe the next day, it came out that they were also going to sign Michael Brantley, and it had been released that like, hey, Jays are signing Michael Brantley. It's like, no, 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 they're not. He's staying in Houston. So. Brantley's two for 32. Springer's six for 150. I thought Springer was a lot younger than he is. No, he's older. He kind of... He's 31. He didn't come up to it. was like 25. Yeah. 26, a little later. So here's the question I have for you. Would you rather have Springer, who's 31, at six for 150, so he's going to be playing until he's 37, or Brantley at two for 32, who's 33? Brantley. Right? Springer may be a better defender, but Brantley's always been a better hitter. Yeah, He's a consistent a Consistent 300 hitter. With a bit of speed, good enough defense, veteran presence. Yeah, I, ne- I never understood why everyone hated on him. He's never gotten big contracts. He's never got anything. I think he's just not flashy. And maybe it's that like the difference between his floor and his ceiling is so little. It's like, well, you're going to get this. Because he had the one injury when he was twenty nine, I think it was I think it was his contract year maybe. Maybe that could be it. Oh, he like blew his knee out, but then the next year he came back for half a year, three ninety nine. Next year three oh nine, three eleven, three hundred. So he's a low three hundred hitter. You know he's how a, rare that he's is. He's a now? career two ninety seven throughout his whole career. What's his on base? Do you have his stats up? Yeah, three fifty four. So he's a good hitter. With a good eye. He doesn't have the big power. He's in the teens for home runs. Right? Uh, yeah. Probably right around there consistently. High of 22. 10, 20, 15. Nine and a half years, 17. So he's getting you high teens for home runs. He's going to hit 300 something. And I don't know if he steals much anymore. Probably not. He only had three in Houston. We had two last year. He might get you five or so, but not yeah. a whole lot. So not a lot of speed anymore. But I guess maybe they're worried that the knee is gonna slow him down. Put him at DH. Yeah, you're in the American League. Why not? That's a great DH there. Good hitter. Yeah. Hit on base. Doesn't strike out a ton. I don't know. Teach him get doubles. Yeah, he's 
been just above average for defense. So I don't. That's who I'd rather have because then you could get Brantley and go out and sign like Kluber or Simeon or some of these other guys who are or like a profile type, a guy who's going to be useful to your team for that difference. It's like I always like Springer, but he's that's so, twenty five a year. He's not. He's up and down average. Never been above three hundred. His speed has dropped the last few years. Yeah, he's yeah less than Brantley. I don't get it. He's got power. It's, maybe his defense is better. I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's got a good arm. But. So Brantley doesn't go to the Jays, but the Jays kept spending. Uh, mentioned Simeon, Marcus Simeon. So he signs to play shortstop. Is what it sounds like. And then, Bish, or no, Bichette's going to move to third, and Vlad's going to go to DH. That's probably a good Or Bichette's idea. going to second, and Biggio's going to the outfield. I don't know. They're going to be moving people around. Because you don't give Simeon 20, or $18 million for the year to put him at a different position. Like, that wouldn't help his value long term. No, yeah. I would assume you'd move. Someone else. Yeah. Um, big thing with Simeon, one of six guys with 9.0 war combined over the last two seasons, so 220 games. Um, so that's like 6.5 war for a season, which is really impressive number. That's like, what do they say? Borderline Hall of Fame number for war for a season, I think. I think what I say, once you get over seven, like that's what they consider like a Hall of Fame season. Pretty good, then. Yeah. Keep it going. And then the Jays spent some more money on improving their pitching staff. Uh, Tyler Chatwood, Kirby Yates, and then they trade for Steven Matz from the Mets, who get three prospects in return from the Jays. So trading for Matz, signing Chatwood, signing Kirby Yates, which one is your favorite pitching acquisition for the Jays? Um. Tough. I like Yates, but I think Matt's is probably the better get for them. See, I like both of them struggled last year, right? I think it was Matt's had like a six ERA last year, but short season. Yeah, you don't know. Yates struggled last year, but the year before that was the best closer in baseball. Yeah, you could argue. Which Yates are you getting? Which Matt's are you getting? Can Matt's be a serviceable middle of the rotation three four guy? Because if he can, huge win. Yeah, I think he comes back. But. Yeah. If Yates can hold down your bullpen, like you pushing the Yankees for the and the Rays for the division. Yeah, probably. So, I like Chatwood a couple of years ago, but once he went to the Cubs, he kind of he signed a big deal with the Cubs, right? Like a three for thirty. Something like that, yeah. yeah. He just didn't show up here. So, no. so Jay spent a bunch of money to try and compete with the Yankees and the Rays. Um, it'll be interesting to see in like a month, month and a half, when we start putting predictions together for records to see what the AL East looks like. Yeah. I know who's at the bottom. It's Orioles and the Red Sox. Yes. They suck. Yes, they do. Oh, uh, Chris Sale. Chris Sale. Should get sold. <laughs> uh, maybe the Texans can buy steak in the Red Sox and they'll trade them for like a bag of jelly beans. <laughs> but it'll be like buttered popcorn flavor, so it won't even be good. Oh, grass. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, the Mets trading away Mats wasn't the only trade they made because I think this one happened pretty soon after our last episode. Was this one that we kind of talked about a little? Uh, I thought this happened the day after that, we recorded. Not that we talked about it, but like we predicted it a little. Like saying we, where it would go and what would... Yeah, I think so. Because I thought we brought it up maybe it was just private too. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know. It's hard to remember that far back. It's hard to remember yesterday. True. So the Mets get Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. And the Indians get Ahmed Rosario and a few prospects. 
The Indians' payroll for the year is now $40 million. Like the Mariners? Yeah, but the Mariners are doing it on purpose. Because they're trying to build. Not dumping all their good players for no reason. Because they're cheap. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Because they're not getting a lot for them. It doesn't no. seem like. Like this one. You could have just traded Lindor and got way more. But instead, you have to add in Carrasco, who's making $28 million a year. That's why he's in the deal, because the Mets had to give up less. They're like, yeah, we'll take him because we're getting Lindor. Carrasco's good, too. It's like, look, if you have the money to spend, take him. Like, yeah. He's a good pitcher. So if you want to look <laughs> at it from straight rebuilding, then I don't mind it for the Indians. I still don't like it. But I understand the concept behind it. Yes. Also, just keep Lindor. Lindor and Jose Ramirez on the left side of your infield? <laughs> I don't understand. Isn't that what you want? They have good players. Why do they get rid of them? How many like, teams, I don't understand why people do that. How many teams would give up like everything to have the left side of the infield that the Padres have right now? Everybody. Yeah. The Indians had that. Yeah. They're like, okay, bye. Yeah. Don't want you no more. I mean, they got Rosario. So they got He's an okay. older, worse shortstop. He's not older, is he? I don't know. He's only like... Well, maybe he is older now. I don't know. He's way worse. Yeah, he's not as good as Gunn. Francisco Lindor is 27. Oh, I thought he was like 25. Ahmed Rosario is... 25. Yep. So two years. Okay, whatever. So, I mean, he could turn into Lindor in two years. <laughs> and then they can <laughs> trade him. Oh, now teams are trying to trade for Ahmed Rosario because he probably makes too much money and the Indians want to get rid of him. Probably. He's an okay shortstop, never panned out. Yeah. Well, he had a really good year, then he had a down year Yeah. because of the short season. Like, yeah, he seemed good and then he's not good. I don't know. Yeah. I don't pay attention to the Mets that much. Yeah. So, good for the Mets, though, to get Lindor. Yeah, if I know they make a good trade. Yeah. Um, not the only shortstop that moved as a good shortstop came back into the AL Central. Uh, Angelton Simmons signed a one-year deal with the Twins. I think it was one for ten and a half. Yep. Um, Simmons, still probably the best defensive shortstop in baseball. Yeah, It's probably. hard to tell with the last year. Yeah, I would still yeah. probably put him there because yeah. show it better. Angelton Simmons is what you want J.P. Crawford to be. Yes. Don't need to hit just be a great well, defensive. Like you can have top three glove. You're going to hit teens for home runs, and you're going to hit 270-something. Well, even Simmons didn't start that way. No, his rookie year, he had 17 home runs. But I mean, average-wise, wasn't he like terrible? It was like 240-something. Oh, Still was... better than Crawford. Yeah, I thought I thought it was worse. but maybe No, it's because someone was just... Someone texted me uh, yesterday, and they're like, are Ben Simmons and Angelson Simmons related? He's like, great hands, great defense, can't hit, can't shoot. It's like, well, I like the joke, but Andrew Simmons can hit, so. Yes. Yeah. Um, so good for the Twins. Nice pickup. One year. Figured Simmons could get more, but again, the whole situation, teams wanting to say they don't have money. It's kind of a weird situation to be in. Yeah, it's kind of a bad year for most people there, so. Uh, one guy who's not worried about money anymore, though, is your boy, Real, real Muto. Yeah, he got some real money. Yeah, he did. He, he, got, got, some, he, got, he got some real... Moolah. Moolah. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Forgot the word. <laughs> uh, five for 115.5, so 31.1 per year. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Biggest, Second biggest contract ever by a catcher? Second highest annual... Average value by a catcher? I think so. Because Maurer signed like a seven for one seventy something. Yeah, I think yeah, something like that. Because I think that was part of the talk with Real Muto and the Phillies was he wanted the highest average annual value. I don't know if he got it. I don't. Maybe think... that's what the thirty one point one got him. Maybe I can't remember exactly what the top was, but I, I didn't know he was trying to get the top. Uh, Maurer signed an eight for one eighty four. Oh, so that's not thirty per year. That's twenty three per year. Yeah, twenty three per year. 
Yeah. But that's it's baseball, so it was all guaranteed. Yeah. So, so no catchers is really ever gonna pass past that. No, no. Unless you're a stud early, who comes yeah. up early and stays healthy. Yes. Because you're still not signing that deal till you're twenty seven. Yeah, you gotta come up early as a catcher and that's really hard to do. Yeah. Unless you dominate your first three years and then instead of going to arbitration, they give you like an eight for one ninety. Yeah. Which still is really like a five for one sixty. Yeah. But yeah. Um let's see. A couple smaller ones. Brad Hand, he also signed one for ten point five, but with the Nationals. <laughs> the weird weird sign. Indians right, the Indians waived yes. him. No one picked him up for ten million dollars. And he signs with the Nationals for ten point five. <laughs> the one thing I don't know is how taxes work for the Nationals players. I don't think they I don't know if they actually play in DC or if they play in Maryland. How taxes will work playing in a place that's not a state. Yeah, I don't really know how Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna that's too confusing. Too confusing. Um, it just looks weird on paper. A guy we both like but don't like anymore, Jose Quintana, signed with the Angels. Yeah, one for eight. Yeah, I mean, someone signs in division. I don't like him anymore. Yeah. But I wouldn't have minded him signing a one-year deal with the Mariners. Yeah, wouldn't be too bad. He'd get traded yeah, if he probably. did good. And then the one that makes no sense is the Liam Hendricks to the White Sox. They just wanted a good bullpen. It's a lot of money. They wanted a good bullpen. They have money to spend right now. They're going for Yeah. That's not the first time they've went big on a bullpen guy. Yeah, they've been going big lately. Are, they might be the favorites to win that division. Probably. They're going to be up there. A lot of their young guys are getting good. Yeah. Uh, so Hendrick signs. Now bear with me for a minute here. It's a three for 39. That's really a three for fifty-four, but it could be a four for fifty-four. But if it's a three for fifty-four, then it's really a thirteen for fifty-four. Because it's three for thirty-nine. The fourth year is fifteen million guaranteed, but the club can opt out and pay him that fifteen million over a ten year span. Yeah, kind of confusing, but so no matter what, he makes fifty-four million dollars. He's just doing it over four years or over 13 years. Yes. So, <laughs> Weird when you put it that way. Yeah. I don't know. Baseball contracts are crazy. Yay, Bobby Bonilla. He's the one who's still making money. He hasn't played in like 25 years. Yeah. That's, that's what I want. Dude, some of those old contracts, like things that the craziest one ever was when the Nuggets left the ABA to come to the NBA. They offered the guy either a lump sum or percentage of ownership in the NBA. Yeah. Of the NBA. So he could have taken like a 1% ownership of the NBA. He'd be like the second richest man in the world. He'd be worth like $180 billion. That would have been awesome. But instead he took the lump sum of like $23 million or whatever it was. That's still a lot of money. Yeah. Like, but still, just to be like, yes. What do you do all day? I just watch basketball games. I watch my uh, investment. Yeah. Go up and down the court. (laughs) I sit by Mark Cuban and go, ha, ha, ha. I own more than you and I'm worth way more than you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, something crazy like that. So were there any other baseball ones you want to talk about? Uh, Contracts, prospects? Um, Not until the... It releases soon, right? Is yeah, that what you're going with? Yeah, the MLB Top yeah. 100. I know some of the other places have released the Top 100 prospects, but they're all behind paywalls. Yeah, we were kind of waiting for the MLB one. Yeah, that's the one but I've always liked. It's usually what we use the most because yeah. it's the easiest to get to. Yeah. And it's... It seems the most official also. Yeah. The other like, ones seem like they're a little bit biased for certain players. Yeah. Like, eh. This one, it's like, well, it says MLB. So, so let's go with that. It depends which player players yeah. have higher rank. Let me go with that one. Yeah, um, they've been doing it by uh, position group. So righties, lefties, catcher first, second, 
third short outfield. And then the top 100 actual list will come out Friday the 29th. So you'll know the day after you hear this where Rodriguez and Kalanick and Hancock and Kirby and who's the other righty I'm forgetting? Emerson Hancock, George Kirby, and Logan Gilbert. Gilbert. And then uh, maybe Kettle Marte, Marte but and, um, Trammell will be Trammell. in there. Yeah. Those but, are the seven? Yeah. Marte might be in there. I'm I'm guessing all seven make it. Yeah. I got my numbers put in. Yep, so you did. Send them to you, yeah. so see how close I am. <laughs> I guess. And then the eighth guy for the Mariners is probably Raleigh. Yeah, but he gets overlooked. Uh, it's it's tough at a, a catcher who doesn't really have any prospect film to look at other than college. Well, he had a good year in the minors. Yeah. He had a, he's got big power. But it's been so long, and that's just the problem. Yeah, he doesn't have the pedigree. Yeah. Um, but we'll dive into that probably not next week, but the week after, after the Super Bowl, right? Or maybe part of next week, do Super Bowl preview and baseball stuff. We'll know when we get there. Know when we know. Yeah. Uh, but I think that is going to do it. We're about at that hour mark. So if you want to support us, head on over to Patreon. Uh, Late Night Shots. Got a couple tiers on there if you want to support us. Uh, if you want to share with where to listen to us, it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Kind of try and share stuff all over. Really? Type in late night shots online. It'll pop up in like 14 different places. It seems like there's a new one every time I look it up. But there's lots of places to find us. Do it. Do it. Uh, 